0: Angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feathered canyons everywhere. I've looked at clouds that way, but now they only block the sun. They rain and snow on everyone.
1: Hello, everyone, so Welcome, to Welcome to Reservations. We are your hosts. I'm Rain
2: and I am so
1: excited to talk about this movie today. God. I know.
2: It's it's going to be so much fun. Are
1: are you not going to ask me how my, uh, already my two days from working from home have been? No. It's no, been I awful. Don't, I don't care about that at all. It's been awful. Has it been? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I just want to give a little PSA just really quickly. Just, everyone, stay safe out there. Ugh. Quit rolling your eyes at me. You, yeah, uh, thank you. But people uh, still need to wash their hands, Yeah, you know? people need to wash their hands. Don't cough in people's mouths. You know, don't. You know, don't uh don't sneeze on grandma. Don't give yourself a cat's bath, don't lick yourself clean, you'll be fine. I'd <laughs> yeah. actually I wouldn't want to see that, but I kinda of would want to see someone, a a grown adult, lick themselves like a cat. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wanna see it, but then there's a small part of me that's like I yeah. really wanna see that. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll
2: send you some links. <laughs> oh,
1: <God>. um, <laughs> <laughs> well um so, uh, also, just wanted to point out, uh, our buddy Alex was going to be on today, but uh, with everything going on, he wanted to stay home with his his girlfriend and his daughter, which was understandable. It Yes, that is very, that's very noble of him. Um, and also because, you know, uh, Alex has been working pretty hard on some new projects, uh, our short film is out. It is uh, out. Of course, this comes out on Tuesday, so it would have been out for... Four days by this point, right? Um, so, if you haven't checked it out, I, I will leave a link in the description. Ooh, yeah, that's exciting. Um, hopefully, the link works, and it's not just like you know, like when you copy and paste links and it doesn't open; it's just there.
2: It's um, I. This has got to be my favorite joke in Parks and Recreation, where Andy says, "Leslie, it says here you have." Page not found
1: error. <laughs> <laughs> the the link didn't work, and so that's you know it's like enjoy our film four oh four page not found. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, everyone should check it out. Tell us what you think. Um, it, it's it it was fun. It, it's, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, I've watched it. Not including the times I've watched it. While I was editing it, I've watched it at least six times already. Yikes, that's a lot. I don't, I'm just, I'm just proud of what I've done, you know. It, it's not bad, right? Yeah, yeah. First time editing a short film, well, and an extensive edit like that. Because mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I know how to. I've known how to edit since I tried to have a YouTube career, mm-hmm. and I did try to have a YouTube career shortly after high school. Yikes! I, uh, I was, did not know
2: that. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not know that he... I didn't tell anyone. He wanted to have a YouTube
1: career. And I posted a lot. I had a lot. I kind of wish I would have kept all those videos so I could learn from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of it was just me ranting about stuff me if
2: you're anything like me you don't need reminders of your mistakes they're (laughs) they're in your brain forever
1: um but uh but i knew how to edit but like nothing like this like having to you know like
2: it was pretty it was more extensive than i was expecting it
1: to be yeah Uh, yeah when alex asked me to do it i was like oh i can have this done in one night and technically i did i had the entire short done uh, like put together in one night, yeah. And then like the next thing, Alex tells me he's like, "All right, yeah, now you got to cut all that together." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not done."
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, with the sound design and yeah, the, that, I think
1: that was the hardest part is the,
2: the color timing and all
1: that kind of stuff. Yeah, he, yeah. Those those two were, I was were, the, were the hardest for me is because Alex was like, "He's like, yeah, do you hear that little bzzz? like?" I'm like, "No, I don't hear anything." And he goes. <laughs> Well, it's He's like, where are your headphones? I'm like, oh, they're right there. And he's like, plug them in your computer. And, like, I put it on and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. And he's like, yeah, we need to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, then the color uh, color correction stressed me out more than anything. Because right, I yeah. didn't I want it to be it too dark. I didn't want it to be too light. Yeah. I didn't want to turn you green. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that would have just added more to your worst week. It
2: would have, yeah.
1: If you were just green the entire time. <laughs> I, don't do, it. I, I do want to point this out though A little, little kind of Goof on my end So Alex Liked all my color corrections that I did <laughs> And either he Missed it, didn't care Or thought it looked fine um, The scene When you pick up your groceries And they rip and then we get the close up Of your like freak out mm-hmm. So it's a different shot that I cut Into that And for some reason, every time I tried to correct the color, it made the sky too bright. Mm. And so I tried to, like, fix it, and anything I tried wouldn't work. Um, And so I just set it back to its original shot. I noticed. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, because I... uh, (laughs) Mom wanted to watch it today, and so I showed it to her, and I was like, oh, that's... uh... (laughs) There's a, there's a, there was a difference in cinematography there, uh, yeah. in the, but well, anyway, welcome back to these, uh, you know, patting ourselves on the back podcast.
1: But yeah, um, uh, you know, everyone go go take a look, uh, go over to Alex's uh, website, um, alexwardfilms dot and because uh, I think he has it up, mm-hmm. leave a comment or comments are fun. I don't know if he has a comment. Oh. Uh, roast us. For sure.
2: For sure. We deserve it. You know, I'm a worse person than you
1: think. Uh, give us that Lisa Lampanelli roast. Is she even, a, like, relevant anymore? No. I did hear that... Uh, do you remember Trapped from high school? The band Trapped? Yes. Um, Headstrong. Of course I know Trapped. The the, uh, the lead singer has been causing some problems. Um, and this has to do with Lisa Lampanelli? Well, because... Because I said that she, you know, is she even still relevant? I didn't even know tract was still relevant. And oh, that's how it connects Lisa <laughs> Yeah, because Chris Evans uh, tweeted something about the president. Nothing like bad, just stating a fact that apparently Trump, like, walked off stage during a press conference or something. And in my opinion, Chris was very respectful even though you could kind of tell he's not a fan of our president.
2: We're going to get to the movie in a minute. Yes,
1: I'm sorry. I just got to tell Jeremy this now. I meant to tell you earlier. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> no. oh, what better time It's than a good on-mic story. Right. And then we'll get serious. Okay. Because I know we're going to get more serious with this one. We are going anyway, to get more serious with this one. Anyway, so then the lead singer of Trapped, like, calls him out, like, because apparently in Trump's certain, like, of his rallies, they played headstrong. Oh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was <laughs> as funny as hell.
2: That's crazy. That's that's well, like him playing like Simple Plan or some shit. Like,
0: who...
1: <laughs> well, and then um, all these other bands that I listen to, none that you listen to, because uh, I know you don't listen to any of these bands. They called him out for calling Chris Evans out, oh, Jesus and it Christ. blew up into this huge <clears throat> thing. It's just publicity for trapped <laughs> to get back in the public eye. That's well, all. Yeah, it says. yeah, dude. Because he was bringing a lot of that up. He was like. Like a lot of the band members that were calling him out are bands of you know early 2010, so they haven't been to, to the lead singer's credit, like they haven't been in the scene as long as he has. But Trapped hasn't been around since the last 10 years, 10 15 years,
2: oh, more than that,
1: yeah. Um, and so, so he's like telling all the like the lead singer of a band I listen to called Dance Kevin Dance, like. That trapped his more Spotify streams and this, this, and that. And the lead singer Tillian of Dance Gavin Dance, who's like, "Do you not know how streaming works? The higher the number, the more people are listening to your music." And he's like, "Like, it, dude, it was I was hysterically laughing reading all the tweets." You were the only one. Um, I know. I. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um- cool we'll cut all this out so it's in forever i know we're we're stuck sorry guys okay
1: so jeremy wants to get really serious with this
2: man because this is one of my all-time favorite films um saw it a few years ago when it came out and this is this has become a go-to movie for me
1: i will say i was doing some reading about it um and it's still considered, well I say not considered, it's, it's a fact, it's A24's highest grossing movie. Mm. Still. Like, even after it, it Uncut may, Gems. That may
2: be because of the wide release. You know, I mean, we got it here in Midland. So, really? Yeah, I saw it at Regal. So I
1: never knew that. Yeah. Which probably means we're not going to get the Green Knight because oh, of I know. everything. Anyway. So, Ladies and
2: gentlemen, today we are talking about Ari Aster's the horror masterpiece in my personal opinion hereditary
1: i mean and here we go masterpiece right. is a stretch i disagree <laughs> anyway i'm i'm still saving all of my opinions all right for later cuz first we got to we got to go through the plot it it'll it won't take me very long um so
2: hereditary <laughs> what what is hereditary so hereditary is a film about a family going through um grief and loss and there's some ter- turmoil in the family dynamic mm. you have tony Collette uh who gives a powerhouse performance i will this. say that um, and even alex the- wolf alex wolf it to me it's he's second when it comes to performances in this film, oh. which are full of amazing ones, Alex Wolf crushes.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I would agree. You know, I'm still saving my opinions. Yeah. Because I'm, 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 I am okay. i am i am i i do not think you're ready for this. My but, job today is
2: to convince you this is a good movie. But, so,
1: and I think I'm going to do all right. But, um, but I would agree to that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I think Tony Collette is a, is a fantastic actress. But, like, if you see this, even if you don't watch the whole movie, um, even just a few of her scenes is so different from her character in like Knives Out, mm-hmm. you know. And but that's kind of really showing her range. Is yeah. you know, Knives Out, she's this.
2: I you know I would probably put her performance in this up against her performance in The Sixth Sense. I think that they're they're just as powerful, right? Okay. These these moms in distress, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I mean, Tony Collette in I mean this is a, probably a conversation for a different episode but in uh the sixth sense in the in the car at the very end when he's uh when her son is explaining things that her mom is saying to her through him right uh-huh. I mean she goes from worried scared crying happy I mean in in the span of 3 minutes I mean it's it's insane her, her her acting ability is incredible.
1: Yeah, um, and to Alex Wolf. Yeah, I mean, you know, he started off as. as here's a deep cut for you because I know you've never watched this show. Started off as a child actor on Nickelodeon, on a show called The Naked Brothers Band. No, I've not seen that with his brother Nate Wolf. Okay, who was older? And um, I did not know that. Um, Nate has done some things. Nate, Nate's good in his own right, but when I was watching this, I was like. Alex is better. Yeah. You know, even even in Jumanji, the newer Jumanji movies, Alex is still, mm-hmm. in my opinion, one of the stronger actors of the kid cast, quote unquote. Right. You know, but when when it gets to that one scene oh. with Charlie.
2: Yeah. It's it's um and it it mirrors the scene at the very end and we'll uh, we'll obviously get there so um so we we open the film with the funeral their grandmother has passed away Tony Colette's mom and we open which is really really cool with the obituary yes which I loved right um and you know I've read it a few times and there's really nothing really significant in there it's just it's an obituary right Mm -hmm. Um, it is I guess it is significant in how misleading it is um. And then we get that amazing push in shot of the the model house into and then it becomes the real house, right? I mean right. When we push in that was really cool. I don't I don't know how he did it. I think it, it's seamless, right? So they each member of the family, there is Tony Collette, there is Gabriel, his last name. Um, <laughs> he was in In Treatment, he was in Miller's Crossing, he's a great actor, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Anyway, he, um, he's the father, he's Steve, and we have Peter, and we have Charlie. Yes. Um, now, what's really interesting is on this go-around, I can't believe I'd never picked this up before, but um, Annie... Tony Collette mm-hmm. is wearing the necklace. Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah, in the in the beginning, right? Uh, while well, she's giving me the eulogy, uh, which I, I you know, I always just assumed only the grandmother was wearing it. Um, anyway, so while we're kind of getting the feel of how people are reacting to this loss in their family, um, we see Annie go to a support group. That she doesn't want her family to know about, and you know because she has a very interesting relationship with her mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of it. It's almost a spoon feeding exposition dump, but it isn't because it, we they seem insignificant until way later, right? Right. Um, and then we meet Joan, which is very significant. Which we'll get to later. But um, when Peter is going to a party uh, that he lies and tells his mom that it's a a school event, which I guess technically it is, because, I mean, they're all at school, Um, she forces Charlie to go with him. Charlie is a bit of an eccentric, sort of loner, oddball sort of a kid. Well, and
1: uh, Ashley looked it up, and, you know, they put some prosthetics on her face. Because that actress, I mean, they didn't do a lot. As I can see, like an actual like model mm-hmm. shot of her, and then the movie, they mess with her teeth too. Yeah, and I think it was more so just her cheeks. Yes, and
2: bags under the eyes, stuff like that. You know, things to make her look unusually older, right? Like mm-hmm. a like a middle aged woman's face on mm-hmm. a thirteen year old, right? Yeah, it, it's 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 odd. You don't know why it's odd. It's like if you see someone without eyebrows, you're not you don't know why they look weird right away. Yeah, it's the same thing. So.
1: Very odd comparison. Hey,
2: <laughs> it's true because uh, you know you know it. You know she looks off, but you don't know why. Right, right. and it's because of all the subtle prosthetics. Um, so we we find out that she's allergic to peanuts. Right, we we allude to that in the in the funeral, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see that they are making cake. Peter tries to make her feel better. I really do like their relationship, as short as it is that we get to see them two together.
1: Peter definitely seems like a, a caring brother. He really... He, he
2: looks out for her. He doesn't... He, she just wants to be left alone. And he knows that, right? Mm-hmm. And so he just wants her to be comfortable. And so because he's being forced to take her to this party, mm-hmm. um, he is trying to make her feel as comfortable as possible. And so she eats the cake. She gets... An anaphylactic uh, reaction uh, to the nuts in the cake, and he's trying to race her to the hospital. And as she's trying to gasp for air um, in in the car, she put, pokes her head out the window, and while trying to avoid a dead deer on the road, he swerves, and her head gets she gets
1: decapitated by a telephone pole. Sidebar. Um, I was gonna save this till after we finish the the plot. You never let me do that. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, it's more just a technical thing. That would have more so just broken her neck than decapitated her. I'm just saying. I don't know how fast it's going. I mean, we see the speedometer, and he—I think he's barely reaching eighty. That's really fast. But that still would at least just broken her neck. I don't know. I mean, man. it would have killed. Regardless, she would have died. Yeah. But I don't think it would have. Really decapitated her, especially Mm. the sound they use. That's more of a like a just a. It was more so like her neck snapped. I'm just. Anyway, anyway, so
2: this is where we get one of the best Alex Wolf performances. Um,
1: Without him saying a word,
2: no, and without really an expression, right? Because he is just in shock. Oh,
1: and and he knows that. I will say that he knows. Yeah, he knows exactly what happened. I love
2: the. The subtle he wants to look and then he doesn't. Right? We we get that camera move to the, to the
1: mirror and then he uh, quickly.
2: Ooh, no, I don't want to look. And then you know his, the way he goes back into the house and lays down and the 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 night to day transition, unbelievable. Right. Mm. And this is where we get funeral number two. So funeral In number two
1: a week. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, this is pretty quickly.
1: Right, in succession. Grandma died, and then... Charlie dies. Because, yeah, because the the weak mark is the desecration call. Right. But anyway.
2: So... This, of course, devastates the family, right? Mm -hmm. And tensions start to build, especially between Annie and Peter. Annie and Peter are at odds, right? Mm. She's always seemed to be a little distant with Peter, right?
1: Yeah, like when he's telling her about the party... It's 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 very passive aggressive no questions.
2: One, yeah. It's all questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they're throwing questions at each other. They're not answering them. They're just answering it with another question. I, I really like that back and forth.
1: Yeah. I, I paused it because when he's asking her about the party, mm-hmm. if he you know that he's going to go and I paused it because she was like because um, he was like, what does she want to go? Well, have you asked her? I paused it and I looked at Ashley. I was like, "What passive aggressive questions?" Like, but I mean, that is kind of a family dynamic. I know I've had conversations with my mom like that, right?
2: And it is their relationship, right? They've always seemed distant, and with this, with this tragedy in this family, I mean, it just amps up, Mm -hmm. you know, quadruple, right? I mean, these guys are now really at odds, and so. The rest of the film is just really them sort of trying to deal with this in their own different ways. And mm-hmm. Annie uh, comes up with a different way of trying to do it by her, with her friendship with Joan. Joan introduces the idea of a seance and summoning Charlie, uh, which seems to work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in some very intense scenes, especially with the possession of Annie with Charlie, right? Um, let me yada yada through the rest of this so we can get through this um, the last 20 minutes I think are absolutely incredible uh, it is in my opinion what Rosemary's baby could have been right okay. if um, it's really pushing if Roman that,
1: Polanski wasn't
2: yeah if Roman Polanski wasn't uh, molesting children he could have um, he could have really amped up the cult uh, involvement right right Um, of course that was way after Rosemary's baby anyway yeah it was Um, (laughs) yeah he was married to Sharon Tate at the time so anyway um,
1: he put the head out on her oof
0: oof
2: oof Um, turns out Joan the grandmother they're in this cult their their life's goal is to summon a one of the kings of hell right Haman and him be their deity, their god, right? Right. And um, if you've you've paid attention, we'll go through it, through the film. They've always tried to get Peter, right? And it turns out they they got Peter to be the host for Charlie, and them... Frankensteined together, right? Her and his body become payment somehow. I don't know. Um, and the movie ends. So it's it It turns out it was supernatural. It was, you know... it. The cult stuff was legitimate, right? Right. This wasn't all in Annie's head, which we get sort of alluded to, sort of it might be until a certain point of the movie, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, and then Judy Collins plays and... We get both sides now, and oh, such a good movie. Rain,
1: you hated it. Tell me why. Not just that, I hated it. Mm. I really did not want to watch it, but because I love you, I was like, I'm going to stick it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this fucking movie, and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I got up to the point where she meets Joan, and I'm like, I can't do this. And I turned it off. What? I'm sorry. Here's why, okay? Here's why. I've read the plot of the movie at least three times, trying to understand it. And this is way before we even started this. Because I'd seen the movie at work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You I know I've ran I know before we'd started this, you had we'd I'd run into you and you told me about it. My mom had seen it, and I just saw all this stuff about it. So I've read the plot numerous times. Numerous like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I've seen scenes from the movie. So, wait. So, hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Let Hang me on. Get, okay. Hang on. There's, this all comes together. Let's hope so. so. And then, so when my mom saw it, she was like, don't see it. I was like, really? Why? I was like, I heard it's really good. And she was like, not the last 20 minutes. <sighs> and I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, no. Everything is great until that. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And as I learned, because I told my mom we were going to talk about this today, mm-hmm. she hates movies like that, where the one eighty kind of ruins the rest of the movie.
2: But I mean, that that the ruining, of course, is subjective. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> um. So anyway, after she told me that, I still I still wanted to know more because I didn't want to go off just that alone. Because as you said last week, you're worried that I felt like you wor- you felt like I'd heard too many negative things, and that's why I didn't like it. Yes. I mean that has a little bit to do with it, but go. I did my own research on mm-hmm. it. So I found a video where a guy kind of explained the plot mm-hmm. and explained the twist and explained everything. And I was like, oh Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs>
2: Why? You know, like, I I have a lot in my notes about the <laughs> the actual visuals I mean look of the movie. And this is Unbelievable that you didn't even finish the movie. <laughs> I mean, okay, look, and I'm still
1: going to talk about it. I'm going to make you sit through me. That's talking fine. About it. That's fine. I I want you to sell me. <sighs> this is what I do for a living. I sell. All right. But here's okay. Here's the thing. So I I. I I do understand the cult stuff, mm-hmm. and i that's how I knew she was wearing the necklace. Oh, gotcha. That, and I i was like, oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I did, like, well, after I saw that video, I was still trying to put the pieces together. I was still trying to figure out, okay, well, how? do what is the deal with this movie? Because mm-hmm. um, I did know about the end mm-hmm. that Peter was supposed to be the host. But I thought it was a little weird that Charlie... Charlie's spirit had to be inside of him.
2: It's because um, Ellen, the the grandmother, uh-huh. um, had had already chosen Charlie, right? Right. Um, Charlie says very early on uh, that um, Grandma wanted me to be a boy, right? Mm-hmm. And we took that as. You know, she just wanted... You know, she wanted a grandson, right? right? No, that's not what it was. She needed a male host. But, as Annie had said in the... Support
1: group. In the that support group that... Her brother... Charles. Um, said that... Claimed, blamed my mother and said that she put people inside of him. Right,
2: which turns out to be true. He was not schizophrenic. Um, they were trying to put payment in Charles, right? Right. And so, um, and also with that, in that support group, she also mentions that she kept Peter away from her grandmother, uh, her mother, mm-hmm. and that when she had Charlie, her mom, quote, dug her nails into her, right? Her hooks. That's her she hooks, said. right. Yeah. And so um, the grandmother had already chosen Charlie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really close, and
1: she she breastfed Charlie. Right. Which I thought was weird. It's strange. And I I was under the impression that if a female like, um uh isn't like female like women don't just produce milk on a whim. I know it's really gross people I know. No, listening. No, no, no. It's fine because but it, like, there's even a little diorama about it in the movie. So Yeah, we, yeah, she turns around. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's a little weird.
2: Yeah, so... And actually, that was one of my favorite little things in the movie, was right before that,
1: um,
2: when she turns off the light.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Pause on that. Okay.
1: So even though I didn't finish the movie, mm-hmm. there are things I still enjoyed. Okay. The cinematography. I mm-hmm. felt like it was very beautifully shot. Yes. He does really cool things with the camera. Tony Clinton, Alex Wolf, I've already said, were mm-hmm. awesome. And then that. Yeah. When she turns the lights off. Well, so... So in our living room, if the living if the dining room light is on, mm-hmm. it reflects onto the TV and you miss stuff. And so when she turns the light off and she stands there for a second, I'm like, and then she quickly turns the light on. I'm like, okay, what did I just miss? <laughs> so I like rewound it, paused it. And I was like, cause Ashley was working on stuff. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to turn this light off really quickly. Yeah. She was like, Oh, okay. I turned it off. I hit play, she turns the light off and then. Yeah, we can see her, and I, dude, I was like, "What the fuck?"
2: Yeah, no, that one was a really—it's a really cool trick because she's she's even moving a little bit, like she's like it's it's not a still image, like right. it's the actress, right? She's actually there, um, smiling and a little swaying a little bit, letting you know that it's a live
1: image, right? Now, I'm assuming that was there to let the audience know, like. There is something supernatural going on.
2: Yes, um, but it also is quickly debunked when she's blaming it on her her grief, her guilt, her whatever. Oh, uh, right? okay. Because her um, her husband Steve was her psychiatrist. That's a, that's a little thing um, that you may have missed when you didn't watch the movie. <laughs>
1: um, well, like I, I know that at one point. Steve bursts in the flames when she throws the yeah, so when, notebook in the fire. So this is kind
2: of fun. I get to explain the movie, you. So, um, <laughs> so insane. I cannot I'm sorry. wait for I'm, Alex to listen to this. I'm He's going sorry. to
1: tear you apart. I tried. Okay, Jeremy, I tried. I was like, I'm going to do this. I, I watched don't... Phantom of the Opera. I watched all of it. I know, and I'm sorry. I hate that movie. I, oh. I, I will tell you what. Because everyone's going to be hearing all of this. Oh. As soon as we're done recording, I will fucking finish the movie. Well. I mean, I, it's too you, late. You
2: at least need to watch the last one. About it. So um, I will, so here's here's what's cool. All right. So I have a lot written down. So well, let's do.
1: I, I was also, can I be honest? I was like, so I knew Charlie was going to get decapitated. Yes. I was like, oh, I don't want to. It's like, I'm not Dude, like. It's nuts. Well, because I, uh, I knew it was. To be honest, it was a little
2: anticlimactic well the thing is is that um you know when i was sitting in the theater so when i saw this i saw an opening day i saw it on friday and then i saw it again on sunday uh-huh. um because i just i mean when charlie dies and i wrote it down, it's 33 minutes in the movie we still have an hour and a half left yeah right and i mean i just leaned forward in my chair and i was like wait what You know, this is the equivalent of Alfred Hitchcock killing off um, the the um, Janet Lee
1: in Psycho. In Psycho,
2: it's the it's the equivalent of that because we, I mean, we just assume that we are going to follow. Peter and Charlie the rest of the movie exactly right Mm. and well
1: in a way I mean we kind of still are that is that is true Um, but Ashley wanted to because my wife um, took a forensics class in in high school oh so she's an expert yes Yes. Mm -hmm. just like you know I took a semester of psychiatry so (laughs) I I understand how the mind works oh boy Um, but she pointed out how when we see Charlie's severed head which I, I wasn't expecting either I didn't think we were going to see it. Yeah. I didn't even think we were going to see her body. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the ants had already started to eat it. Mm-hmm. Ashley was like, yeah, they wouldn't have done that so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs>
2: so. Oh, boy. Okay.
1: But I did also notice the symbol on the. Uh, yes. Telephone pole. Yes. Implying that this has been planned from the start. Yes. Because that, that was once they, that was in the one thing, that video I watched, where he said, like, the cult had planned all of this mm. from the beginning. Yes. That will hit... Well, like, the, the whole plan was planned out. Mm. Like, this is exactly how it's going to go. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, the... I guess you could argue that it was once Charles killed himself, they had to think... Of a new plan? Of a new plan. Right. And so once... Um, once Peter was born... There like, it was. There we go. We got. It. We have our host right there.
1: But do you think it's... Do you think um, Annie hiding Peter from the cult and from her mom threw sort of a wrench into their plan? Or are they were more like...
2: Mm. Like letter? Yeah. I. I you know, from, from the outcome of the film, it's almost like it doesn't matter.
1: That right? she try to
2: because we you know in their eyes we can do anything right right. within reason
1: and so and i'm also and now this is also a cult that's ran by women correct yes uh which is really interesting i I mean there are
2: men in the cult and you'll you see the members at the very end um which is good i don't even have to i was really worried you were gonna giggle because they're all naked so i'm really glad i didn't have to you know, I heard
1: about that, that yeah. they all
2: like well it's really interesting because um, you know we see this guy at the at the wake uh, who's smiling at Charlie right mm-hmm. uh, he is the first cult member we see at the end uh, he's the first one we see he's in he's in the house right they all are at this point or most of them are um, are in the house uh, when when Peter wakes up and uh, his mom has already been taken over right by whatever this is, well, um, and no, keep
1: going. We'll, I'll I'll bring it. And up. so she,
2: I mean, she is uh, when when Peter first wakes up, she is in the in the top corner of his room, like just on the wall, like a spider. Right? She's mm-hmm. just watching him. Right? And mom really gives me hell about this because I didn't notice her the first time I watched it. Really? Uh, it's really dark, and I'm just so I'm dialed in
1: on Peter. Right? Well, that's yeah, well, yeah. Because doesn't again. I've read the plot three times. I know what happens. Doesn't... Because doesn't he know that he's important, so he jumps out the window to kill himself? Um, I think... I don't know if he had sort of a... An idea.
2: A cognizant... Right? I think it was just a reaction because...
1: Like, he's like, I gotta get out of here. What's
2: really cool about that scene is when he walks into the attic, uh, we actually see the cult members behind him before he does. So we see uh, a woman kind of off in the corner, Uh if you're paying attention, um, before he notices they're there, so um, that's when he jumps out the window. When he notices other people are there, while his mom is de- decapitating herself with piano wire, hovering above the attic, right? And which. How how gruesome is that by the way? It's pretty gruesome. I mean, oh, it's it's really uh, more gruesome in sound design because Oh, cuz you, you hear,
0: hear
1: the t- squelching it. and mm-hmm.
2: the, you just hear it, right? And you actually uh what's really cool is when he's walking he's still upstairs when he first wakes up um you can hear the piano break and you can hear her rip out
1: one of the one of the wires. So, which oh, is really neat. I want to go ahead and bring this up because this is something I learned from the video. Uh, So decapitation is also very important in this as well. Yes. Um, Since I didn't finish the movie, I'm assuming you have some sort of theory about why decapitation is... So it's, it's not
2: really it's it's not really a, a theory. It's more of just it's a motif, right? Because we we first get a glimpse of this foreshadowing with decap- uh, decapitation when the bird hits the window and Charlie cuts the head off of the bird, right? Right. Um, then uses it for the art projects that she does compulsively, like she does with her drawings and her sculptures, which mimics what her mom does with the miniatures. Right. So even though she is racked with grief with her daughter's death the first thing she does is she makes a diorama right she makes the miniature mm-hmm. right um, and so it's sort of that compulsive art they, they I have to do it they have to right right um, and in the in her doodles or whatever um, the crown that the bird is wearing or that Peter is wearing eventually uh, in her drawings is the same one Peter was the end uh, that they already had um, for payment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, hold on, let me look. <laughs>
1: let Sorry, that's no, okay. I let know, me. I know. Threw all your notes out of whack. No, no, it's
2: okay. Um, so we can talk about some really cool little. Sort of when you go back and rewatch it, you're like, like "Oh, there's that
1: foreshadowing moment." Uh,
2: sort of, or maybe just a little bit of, um, you know, "Oh, we should have known," right? Right. Um, when Joan runs into Annie at the at the craft store oh, okay. uh, to tell her about the séance, right? To tell her that she went to this thing and it's all bullshit, right? Um, which we see the the advertisement for it in their mail slot a few scenes beforehand. So we kind of have an idea of what she's talking about. Okay. Um, and and so we're like, oh, okay, she went to that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And at as of right now, we still think she is another grieving
1: person. Yeah, because, you know, they meet when, which I thought was a little weird. Even Ashley agrees that it's a little weird when Peter comes home and we see Annie in the car, but he doesn't see her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's having a real hard time walking back in the house. Or, yeah, just doing anything. Yeah.
2: Because, he's because again, he is he's devastated. He's guilty. Mm-hmm. He feels terrible.
1: Um, but then, you know, she leaves for the support group, but then can't bring herself to go in, and then that's when she meets Joan.
2: Right. Well, yeah, uh, officially meets Joan. Right. Because uh, Joan was in the first one. Like uh, in the first meeting, when she's yeah,
0: she's oh, there. She's um, okay. I didn't see her. Yeah,
2: there is a shot of. What, it's a, a
1: wide shot. Yes, there's a wide shot of and the therapist is over here, and we'll,
2: she is on the very end, oh, right? She okay, okay. and she's cut off a little bit on the in the frame, okay. but she's there. All right. Um, so you know that they're always there, right? These cult members are
1: always around, and I think they, you know, and I will say that. It, Ari drives that point home, because we see the members like even before Charlie dies. Right. Charlie sees one across the street when she's at school. She sees one in the forest behind their house.
2: Yes, and that's when they're burning the body. So they had they had already uh, dug up the grandmother uh-huh. and were burning her body.
1: Right. Um, oh, that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming if I would have continued to watch, they would have explained because
2: uh, the body ends up in the attic.
1: Um, Like the just the skeleton.
2: Well, I mean, it's just a burnt. It kind of looks like a burnt mummy,
1: right? Okay. Um, But yes, and I'm assuming they explain why that's important. That they had to burn Ellen. No, not really. They Um, just did it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you would you would just assume it's part of the ritual, right? Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. You know, because she was the leader, right? That's right. Um, And and so anyway, so when Joan is talking to Annie in the parking lot, uh, she's talking about all this stuff, whatever. And you can see a brand new chalkboard she has just bought in her trunk. You see it that long. Mm -hmm. And so when she is, when she takes Annie back to her place and says, this is his old, this is my grandson's old chalkboard. It's bullshit. Right. Because she just bought it. Right, oh. so if you had noticed the chalkboard in the trunk, then you're like, "Oh, she was lying, right? Right. She doesn't have a grandson, you know. She, whatever, right? Right. Um, it was some sort of demon or something that was writing on the chalkboard, um, that you see because she does. Um, she she brings Annie in, summons quote unquote her grandson, and the chalk starts writing on the chalkboard by itself, and it's really freaking Annie out, right? And we assume. It's the grandson she can actually communicate with Charlie if she just wanted to if she wanted to um, you know use these techniques to do it herself she could right right um, but no actually it was it was a chance for them to to get Peter early um, there there's a there's a line of dialogue where where Joan says make sure your whole family's there your son everybody. So they're really, she's really driving home. Your son has to be in the room with you. Mm -hmm. Right. Or at least in the house. Right. And really what it was is for them to, to get Charlie into Peter. As soon as possible. Earlier. Right. But of course it was interrupted. Blah, blah, blah. And And Charlie went into Annie. Yes. Charlie went into Annie instead. And, and so at this point, we know that, it's a
1: supernatural movie. Like this is, I will say, yeah. It, it turns into kind of like a a drama about a grieving family. Well, it is. That's what Ari
2: wanted first and foremost. Is this is a family drama,
1: and then flips it, yes, into yeah, a horror movie.
2: So I think what makes the film so good is that number one, it takes its time. So it is a slow burn.
1: I think. I think that's why I was. I was very much like... I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. No, I can't. I can't do this. It's... it. You know, it's...
2: It's taking its time. So, we're going to get there. You know... Mm-hmm. But just give it time. Right. And so, by the time we get to Peter slamming his
1: face in his desk... Which I really wish they wouldn't have shown that in the trailer. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I really wish they would have... Like, it is least, one of
2: the most disturbing parts of the movie, I would I, say. I,
1: I, I wish... Like, uh, I would have been okay if like they left in when he's looking at his reflection, and his reflection is smiling back. Right, so
2: that is... That is before... So that's days before uh, he slams his face
1: into the desk. Oh, okay. Um, well, in the trailer, they right They, they it. make
2: it seem like it's the same day, same, and it's
1: yeah. not. He's, like, wearing well, anyway, clothes. in the trailer, I wish they would just stopped out there and then moved on to the next scene.
2: Yeah, it's... It is one of my favorite moments in the movie because it is really disturbing. It really gets under your skin because of the lack of music and the very subtle music cue when he's sort of frozen in this very uncomfortable sort of, you know, I don't know, position that he's in with his arm raised and it's cocked and his face is, you know, uh, frozen in a strange position. And then he slams his face on the desk and then he does it one more time. And Then he wakes up and he starts screaming Right, and he doesn't stop. the 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 scene stops. He's still screaming. Right, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's it gets under your skin.
1: Right now, uh, is that because he is already starting to be like manipulated? Yes. Yeah, and so he has no control over his body. Well, it's or? not
2: that he has no control over his body. It's that, or
1: is it is it one of those like fight or fight things where his body knows something's wrong and it's trying to. Wake him up, like is like if Ari was trying to maybe do that. That's interesting. Like his body knows, like, hey, something you need to get up, and the only way to do that is to.
2: That's interesting. I have no
1: idea. I mean, uh, I mean, I've seen that in other movies before, where it's like your body knows. Not
2: how I, not how I saw it. You know. Okay. Um, it's, it may be just, you know, trying just to weaken the body, right? So in, oh,
1: so you saw it as whatever in was... Older,
2: in order for him to be more vulnerable, for them to, you know, um, to take him as the host. To um, fuck, fuck his face up? It does. So it's a popular costume. Um, oh,
1: his, of his a broken nose. Yeah, and,
2: and, and the crown and the hoodie and the blood on the shirt. Um, I'm, I'm a part of an Ari Aster... Fan group on Facebook, and so a lot of people dropped, uh, like Peter. Um, That's funny. From this movie, um, shout out to my friends at the Ari Aster uh, <laughs> Facebook group.
1: Um, uh, I think we're about to get an influx of listeners now as we're doing this movie.
2: Yeah, I will put it on,
1: and they'll and, and probably uh, destroy. You. I know, um, I'm fucked.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, never, and I'm also very mad at you. So
1: I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> can get on Facebook anymore now.
2: So, no, you're done. Your <laughs> Facebook days are over. Um, so, all right, so let's talk about the last 20 minutes. I mean, we can we can talk about other stuff here in a minute, but um, the last 20 minutes, again, are
1: my favorite moments. I'm assuming it's because moves. it's one of those other 180s.
2: It, yeah, it's a definite 180. So, okay. like, like Charlie's death... You know, it sort of jolts you, right? So does this. So, um, of course, we've already sort of been sort of, you know, bombarded with a lot. So, right. his um, after he slams his face in his, in his desk and he goes home and sleeps, his father catches on fire. Right? That's because Annie... Tosses um, Charlie's notebook in. And when she did it the first time, her sleeve caught on fire. And so she assumed as soon as he throws this and she will catch on fire she is not trying to kill anyone she's trying to kill herself
1: because because Annie's sort of figured it out right kind of in a very
2: roundabout sort of way yes Um, she has figured it out Um, and but not really I mean she has some idea but not all of it
1: but so so it's like uh, damn it I had it she has like the execution but not the actual steps sort of, of kind of Anyway, so she—I so, mean, she knows something's up, right? And so, she, and, and she, so she she assumes that she's important in all this.
2: Yes, she assumes that she is the most important, and so by throwing the entire thing into the fire, letting it completely engulf in flames, so will she. Turns out, it's the opposite. Steve catches on fire.
1: And do they explain that or just like, no,
2: he catches on fire. Honestly, it's a big fuck you to Annie, I guess, because um, she thinks she's got it. And she don't. Right. Okay. It makes sense. And they use Annie to get Peter, you know, to jump out the window essentially
1: also. Right. Because I'm assuming after, after Steve catches fire, that's when Annie is fully possessed. There, yes. And there
2: is no more Annie after that. So, um, as soon... We get this... And you see it in the movie. In early, so you saw it. The, um, the sort of shimmering light. Um, it is meant to... I need to get close to the mic. The, the the shimmering light is sort of the... The, you know, visual manifestation of... This sort of demon. Right? Oh, okay. And, and so... It sort of looks like what you do when light is reflecting off of water—that sort of shimmer, right? Okay.
1: Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You do see it a couple. Yeah, a couple and parts. so
2: it goes in her, right? Um, all that craziness ensues uh, with her chasing him up in the attic, the attic being lit by candles, and uh, the the cult symbol written in blood on the wall, and. Um, his picture with the eyes cut out where the grandmother once laid in the attic, and she is cutting her head off above the, you know.
1: Because I, I do want to ask this. Because you said she's like floating. She, yes, yeah, she's as floating. As she's yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Is. Because I'll be honest, is, is it kind of like an alien motif where he sees the blood coming down and then slowly like. Looks up, or it does he just is, yes. immediately well, look up?
2: No, he hears it, and then, yes, it is sort of like that. So he hears it, the blood drops, he looks up, there she is, right? It is a lot
1: like. <laughs> and that. then I'm assuming that's when he's like, "I'm out." It kind of. No, he watches her for a long time, and then uh, I'm sure it's like, "Holy shit, my mom is floating and cutting her head off." Right.
2: And then he hears something. The camera quick um, pans down, and then we see the cult members. That we saw earlier that he didn't, right? Okay. That we got a glimpse of, but there's more than one
1: back so kind there. Of, kind of like how when Annie turns the light off, we see Ellen. Yes. It's a lot like that. There's no music. Okay. Right? Which I love,
2: right? This movie doesn't lean on jump scares. Um, There may be one
1: okay. or two, and that's it. I mean, now really... Yeah, will say it wasn't... I wasn't like, huh. when no, yeah. When I saw Ellen, I was like, oh, no. No,
2: you... You know, in this type of horror film, you sit with it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You let the fear wash over you rather than being, you know, just... It's like a quick heart attack, right? Right. It's sitting with it, realizing how disturbing it is, you know, and and just being there in the moment. Okay. Uh, It's what The Witch does as well, which I also love very much. And, of course, horror films do this in sections, but not the whole thing, right? This one is basically the whole thing. Mm. The whole thing is you sitting at it,
1: right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, because i'm I'm trying to remember like in like it or it chapter two, there's not very many of those where you have to sit with the
2: no, they it it's a. it's a mainstream horror film. mainstream horror films
1: just you. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I, I you know a good example if you've ever seen the Strangers. Um, the, li- the one with Liv Tyler? Yes, Liv Tyler is in the kitchen. Her, she is facing the camera. And in the background, we get the masked man sort of just walks into frame slowly, right, and stays there.
0: Oh. We
2: see him. We're freaking out, right? She doesn't. And we cut to a close-up of her. We cut back to the white shot. He's gone
1: oh fuck that
2: right but it's it's the amount of time we got to sit with him being in the background
1: so uh uh, so the audience being uncomfortable yes
2: extremely uncomfortable because all he's doing is watching her he hasn't moved closer he hasn't backed away he's just there right and it's that kind of horror that I absolutely love right um which is why I'm so gravitated to things like hereditary midsummer the witch um okay
1: so, so anyway so okay. so so Peter's witnessing his mom decapitating herself
2: the quick pan down we see the cult members he freaks out jumps out the window the shimmering light after she finishes cutting her head off we hear it we hear it finish we hear her head drop yeah it's a, it's a pause and I and I kind of did the quick math in my head and it's it's pretty it's pretty spot on by how high she was and how long it would take the head to fall. It's pretty good.
1: Um, so, you did some quick physics?
2: Yeah, some quick physics in my head.
1: Wait, is that physics? <laughs> I don't know. So,
2: yeah, I think yeah. Was, some, some sort of math. Some sort of math. I don't know. But, <laughs> we went to um, public school. It's okay. The, the body, then, her body, then hovers over him. We see her, the shadow and then goes up into the treehouse. So the treehouse is very significant because that's where Charlie is in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. That's where Annie sleeps after she's dead. Mm-hmm. And that's where the cult members have decided to formally crown Peter as payment, right? Okay. Peter slash Charlie, right? Um, and the looks are so different because when Annie's in there, it's red, right? We can see the reflection in Peter's eyes because the heaters are on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, it's a it's a cool orange because it's lit by candles, right? Right. And as he walks up, and
1: because he, he dies when he jumps out the window, right? You or, would assume, yeah,
2: or something, right? Because then it's Charlie, right? Because we hear we hear him click, and we know it's Charlie because of that of that thing that she does, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we we'll do it again just for <laughs> fun. Uh, so. He does that. We know it's Charlie. She, he, whatever. It. Walks, walks towards the treehouse, climbs up the ladder, and as he does, the cult members are now bowing to the statue of Payman with Charlie's head. They have gotten Charlie's head, and they've put it onto Payman with the crown, and the way payment is standing um, is really significant because it's, it, the statue's hand is inverted this way with three fingers out. Uh, it's sort of a mock of the Holy Trinity, right? Because if you see pictures of Jesus, his hands are up like this. I know this is a, an audio on an auditory <laughs> medium, I apologize. <laughs>
1: Jeremy's now putting his hands Um,
2: (laughs) Those who have seen the movie understand so uh, and it is inverted things like that you know it's uh, anyway
1: Isn't that how the statue of I'm probably going to butcher it and I don't care if I butcher it Uh, the statue of Boffet is as well The Baphomet? Yeah That's how you pronounce it? Oh that's a really good question Because I've seen the statue several times because I remember the whole The statue's inside The uh, Temple of Satan and marching on like the congress Ooh, uh, building good
2: shout out um, check out Hail Satan on, uh, on Hulu uh, it's a documentary about the satanic temple it's really interesting um, anyway so as he <laughs> <laughs> as he climbs up the ladder uh, and is now in this space with the cult members uh-huh. everyone's bowing to the statue as soon as he is crowned what's really cool is the grandmother's body decapitated and his mother's body decapitated are facing the statue when he is crowned they're turned toward him right no one's touched him no one's moved him right it's Mm -hmm. almost instantaneous that um, once we pan down everyone is facing him right okay even the bodies are facing him and this is where we get this this mirrored shot with him in the car we get at the end we don't we don't see Joan but we hear Joan and Joan is explaining to Charlie what's happened and what 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 they have achieved is this thing in front of them is now Payman he is their god um he is going to may he bring them good tidings blah, blah blah all this stuff um and it's just a shot of uh, Alex Wolf's face. Looking right in the camera, right? Yes. And it's the exact same expression that it was in the car. Um, and then we get the whole hail payment, hail payment. And then we get one more hail. And then we get a shot of just a triangle that is the inside of the treehouse with everything blacked out around it. So it is just this fire lit triangle of inside the treehouse and it's over. So, it, it's it's a really striking image that we're Ooh. left with, and the fact that again, bad guy wins. It is my favorite. Oh yeah, I was
1: about to say it's your favorite thing. It's my favorite
2: thing in horror films. It's not a horror film that the good guy, the bad guy loses. So, um, wait, you mean Jason's
1: supposed to lose? Ugh, it's
2: so lame.
1: <laughs> no, he's supposed to win. You mean like he does at The I, I will say that's the only thing that the remake has is that he still lives at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because all the other, you know, the 80s ones, he dies every time at the end of each one. Yeah. The 80, Friday the 13th, there are.
2: But, but you know, this one, much like, spoilers for these, uh, funny games or... We've
1: already talked about funny games. Have we
2: talked about funny games?
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I think it was in the horror movie oh,
2: episode. Oh, it was in the horror movie episode. <laughs> we did talk about funny games. Um, most popular episode. Jesus Christ you guys are troopers sitting for three hours um, bad guy wins it is my favorite thing in horror films and
1: this one well, movies in general right I think you've told me that you still like it in other movies that's if the, true if the bad guy wins
2: that's true I do like downers I do like downer endings yeah so
1: what you're telling me is uh, you're, you're Barney Stinson <laughs> <laughs> yeah which to be honest me and Ashley did crown you as the Barney Stinson of our group oof but okay. not as bad as Barney. Okay. You're actually better than Barney. Oh. Well, that's Are good. you listening, Neil Patrick Harris? Oh, boy. Because I know um, our go. buddy Joel is listening. Joel Schumacher. How about a shout out, buddy. Joel Schumacher, everybody. Um,
2: <laughs> who probably also can't sit through this movie. Um, so. <laughs> all right. So now that I have explained the movie to you. Yes. Um. I think it's incredible. I think the visuals are incredible. I think
1: it is definitely worth a shot. I I will tell you what, I will finish it for you because you have you have piqued my interest. And I'm not just saying that because we're on mic. I am genuinely interested. Because to be honest, I was ready for you to try to sell me. Mm-hmm. Cause I even told Ashley and like I can't I honestly wanted to see how upset you were gonna get. I was like, I can't wait for him to see that.
2: I've composed myself very well.
1: <laughs> but I was like, I, I was like, I know he's gonna try to sell me and I'm I'm not gonna hear it because I'm not gonna watch this movie. But sitting here and talking about it, I'm like, okay. Maybe I was too hasty. Maybe I was a little too I'll tell you this, you've never seen anything like it in your life. Cause as you know, horror isn't my go to. No. I think that's another reason why I'm so just like, eh, about the whole thing. I feel
2: like you owe me another another Jeremy pick for next week is what I'm thinking.
1: But well, it's a good thing we've already agreed on next week. And we'll get there. I wanted to do something different, but that's fine. It's technically still your choice. Um, but no, I, I will give it... I, I will finish it. And then I will give you a true unfiltered opinion. Um, because like I said I think I think the reason why I was like I can't do this is because it is slow um it is because of all the the negative things I've heard from like my mom reviews um I mean of course they're my own opinions as well you know I'm not
2: trying to think of other films that do a 180 like that uh, that she wouldn't like Audition would be one she wouldn't like um it's a Japanese film Anyway, well, I, don't, I don't know how she is with something like that, but Audition well, no, does no, she's a, seen Parasite. a pretty quick 180. Parasite, yes, also does a good quick 180.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, it does like two 180s. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that movie goes from lighthearted comedy to, <laughs> to fucking batshit crazy yeah. like that. But no, I, I am. I'm genuinely being serious that I, I think I was too quick. to to rush to say I don't want to watch this movie, I will finish it tonight. Okay, Uh, that I promise you on. I will finish it tonight. What?
2: That's exciting because um, it's worth it, you know. Well,
1: and I I'm I'm gonna be honest. I am a little disappointed in myself that I was so quick to write off an A twenty four movie. That is Um, correct. It is an A
2: twenty four movie.
1: Because again. Even though, of what I've seen, I'm just not into the story, I am into what Ari Aster's doing, and I feel like A24 was the perfect studio for him to do that. I feel like if he would have taken this, because he wrote it also, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if he would have taken this to like Warner or, um, well, it's not Fox anymore, just 20th century, because Disney made them drop the Fox. Oh, Okay. But anyway, that's really well, at the time it was Fox, but right. but if you took it anywhere else, I feel like they would have been like, okay, we'll we'll help you do it, but you got to do this. And I think we would have gotten, as you put it, a, a um, mainstream horror movie. Yeah. And I think, as I said, with when we did, um, uh, uh, Ghost Story. Well, um, oh,
2: yeah, you said were a Ghost Story. Anyway, uh, that's fine. It- Whatever. And,
1: <laughs> and Stalker, by the way. So, this is uh, not um, the slowest film I've shown you. I know. But anyway, um, but I feel like, you know, A24 was the right choice for film. I do the film. also
2: want to recommend Midsummer as well. I do think Hereditary is the better of the two.
1: Mid, mid, uh, uh, I pronounce it the way it's spelled Midsummer. Uh-huh. So, eat shit. Okay. Um, that one actually does interest me. Okay. A lot. I've seen the trailer just once. Okay. Um, read the posters. I have read the plot. But even reading the plot, I'm like, I got to see this.
2: That one has some really cool visuals as well. Um, stuff that, like, in the background, that, you I know, think upon third viewing, you're like, oh, shit,
1: you know? I think that one, that. I, I feel like that one doesn't... Maybe it's just from what I gathered from the trailer. I think the reason why that one interests me rather than this one did mm-hmm. is because after I figured out there's a lot of heavy cult stuff in this one, mm-hmm. I don't really... I don't... It's not like, like I... I mean, I don't... I mean, I'm not a part of a cult. But I'm not really into the cult stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, even in... Like, when American Horror Story did a whole season about cults, so it was just like... Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I I understand that. But from what I gather from Midsommar there's no heavy cult stuff. Now I know there's like this kind of like a cult. Well, it's it's mentality, more of a
2: cultural, cultural norms, right? Right. Going right, right, right. into this because
1: they're in society, Sweden. Mm-hmm. And this was co-produced by a, a a film company in Sweden, right? I don't know. I think it was okay. I'm gonna say it was okay. Great. I mean, Um, Marty get roasted online anyway. Now he um, he does say
2: that he considers Hereditary a family drama, and he does consider Midsummer a horror film. Really? Um, Yeah. So he says now that's a horror film. That one I'll I'll give you as a horror film. Hereditary, I don't know,
1: but um, I mean I consider it a horror film. But I will say though, it's funny that he says that because you know. All the... The trailer I've seen and the, the, the set shots I've seen of Midsummer, everything's bright. There's yes. not even a dark scene in the movie. No, it's because of where they are in, in the world. Mm-hmm. It's...
2: um, It's nighttime for just a couple hours. Oh, okay. And that's, like, every couple of days. Like, it's not, you know, because of, you know, where they are and the, you know, the place on the planet, the way it rotates... It doesn't get dark very often. Right.
1: Oh, and isn't, what's his name in that? Uh, Will P- yes. Poulter? The guy who was originally supposed to be Pennywise? Yes. Did you know that? I think I did. He was supposed to be Pennywise, and then something happened. I think it was when, when the whole, when Warner and Carrie Fukunaga parted ways. It's also the
2: um, the actor who plays Chidi Adagonia, uh on
1: The Good Place i wanted to... It's great. A, to good point. a Good Place is fantastic. The only movie I really know, Will Ponter... Po- Ponter? How do you pronounce his name? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen most- him in... He's in The Maze Runner. I've seen The Maze Runner. I haven't but seen But the, mo- the one that really gets me every time is We're the Millers. Yeah, We're the Millers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom left to go... What does he say to Jason Sudeikis? So like, my mom left to go do this. Oh, I've only seen that movie long time. Like, how long ago was that? Last week? Or something like that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I, I do recommend you watch Midsummer okay. if, um, and I will finish Hereditary. It is, I think Midsummer is slower, but um, okay, but it's also you get a lot to look at, and there's a lot of really cool stuff that when you watch it again, you're like, holy shit!
1: Yeah, I did hear that there's a lot of visual details mm-hmm. uh, more than Hereditary that yes. Actually, form. tell you the end of the movie.
2: Yeah, actually, the the very I mean the very beginning tells you the entire movie. The, it tells you the plot of the movie, and um, you don't know until you watch it. And then you then you look at the image again. And you're like, holy shit, that's the movie, yeah. right? And it doesn't let you look at it for too long because it's so much, right? It's a it's a lot of visual stimulation, right? In this mural, um, yeah. Again, and, and it gives you the entire plot of the movie, and it's amazing. And I knew it as soon as I saw it, I said, this is super important. I wonder if, but I, it doesn't let you look at it long enough.
1: So it's one of those, like, like, um, I'm trying to think of like a good example where it's like the, the person pretending to be a cop flashing the the badge quote unquote, like, Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah, we gotta go. Yes. No one saw me do that. I raised my hand really quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> official police business and
2: he copied this vehicle. Um, yeah, basically. Is that a Ralph's card?
1: No, no. <laughs> it's the same Getty card. Get out of the um, But no, I, I promise you tonight I will finish hereditary. Okay. And again, that's not just me saying it. Then once we end this, I'm like, no, oh, fuck that. I'm not gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. I will. I am being one hundred percent serious. You get? When when Joan flags are down in the parking lot. So it's about forty minutes into the movie. Oh yeah. Okay. And she's talking to... She,
2: what's really cool about uh, Ann Dowd's performance, Ann Dowd plays Joan, um, is she's always intimately, m- you know, warmly invading...
1: Annie's personal space? Yes. Yeah, I did notice that. Her,
2: right? You know, and it's sort of this... It's sort of sinister when you watch it again, because... Because you know what's
1: going to happen. Right,
2: and you know that she's not being genuine, right? She's not... This warm, kind person. She is this, you know, horrible cult member and a cult leader. Now that uh, now that Ellen's gone,
1: so so so, so she was the right hand woman. Yes, and now she's the leader.
2: Yes,
0: yeah.
1: yes.
2: And Do now you, one of my favorite endowed moments in the film, besides the parking lot stuff, is. Um, near the end when Peter is just at his lowest basically right I mean this is before obviously before he slams his face on the desk or whatever but I mean he is broken down
1: Uh, oh and I I didn't uh, we kind of skimmed over it really quickly I just want to touch on it really quickly again Alex Wolf just killing it when he has his sort of breakdown at school when he's smoking weed with all his friends and he thinks he's having a reaction and it's actually because he's just so heavy with guilt.
2: Yeah. And he he, um, he says the same thing Charlie does, which I think my throat's getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says the same thing she does. Um, when they're like, dude, what's wrong? He goes, I think my throat's
1: getting bigger. Yeah, I'm having some sort of reaction. And yeah. they're like, dude, it's just weed, dude. Yeah. Um, Don't be mad. I did make a little joke when he's like, just, just hold my hand. And he starts to sob. Yeah. But you don't see any tears. He's just like... <gasps> Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I bet all. Uh, I looked at Ash. I was like, I bet he comes to school tomorrow, and they'll be like, "So pussy."
2: <laughs> I, I did. You know, it is sort of this strange moment because it is, it's, it's him being so vulnerable, saying, "You just hold my hand." Like you wouldn't say that to your bro, you know. No. But that's how vulnerable he is at that moment,
1: right? Well, and one more thing I want to touch on, and that's another crucial part of the movie too, is vulnerability, because. Mm-hmm. That's why Peter has to be so broken down, mm-hmm. right, in order for Charlie to come into yeah. him. Because he has to be incredibly vulnerable for the ritual to work. Right.
2: And, you know, this... And I read this yesterday that this movie takes suffering seriously. And that's that's probably the main motif of the movie is just suffering, right? This movie takes suffering in whatever form you want to take that
1: seriously. Right. One more thing I want to ask you. Maybe you found it out or is any like did Ari Aster come up with all this shit or did he like read something was like that would make a really good plot for a movie he took
2: you know some of I think the the visuals we
1: apologize if anyone heard that that I think that's a plane oh that's the first time we've done that
2: having an airplane on on Mike that's kind of cool
1: if anyone heard that we apologize Uh, we definitely heard it but anyway
2: so, uh, there's a film called The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. Uh-huh. Um, with, man, and I forgot this actor's name. He, he's the second Dumbledore. Um, oh, shit. So, not Richard Harris, the other one. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. So, he's in it. Um, Helen Mirren's in it. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a knockout movie. And so, visual and sort of tone, because it's very disturbing... Um, and what's really cool is whichever room they walk into Uh their clothes change and so Hmm. this room is red this room is green this room is white and so when they walk in pieces of their clothing which were once red when they walk into this room it's green and Hmm. then when they walk into this room it's white and when they walk into that room it's back to red right and it's this really interesting way to the the costume design um, where they walk into each of these rooms and it's always different
1: yeah, about changing costumes is a bitch.
2: Well, you know, obviously they would just shoot, you know, walking into a room, cut, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. Doing all the red stuff first, all the green stuff, all the white stuff. Right, right, right. Um, but, so in visual style and tone, I would say it's the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. uh uh-huh. um, And he said Carrie was another big influence. Really? Uh, yeah, the original,
1: obviously. Well, yeah, I mean... Um, no, was Chloe Grace Moretz I don't know She's a sense? decent I don't care. actress I don't know Take offense I don't care But um, that movie uh, well, I almost met her dude at a, at, a, at a brunch place in Austin She was there for South By She walked right by us mm. And Ashley Looks over Like tracks her And then Ashley goes I think that was Chloe Grace Moretz And I was like What? Where? And so I'm like trying to find her And I just see the back of her head
0: mm-hmm.
1: And of course You know I don't know what the back of her head looks like. Nah, I don't know either. I just see a blonde girl, about her height, back of her head. That's all I see. And I'm like, her? And Ashley's like, yeah, I think that's her. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you should have that. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> you know, and just like looking looked, away. Look. And like, did she look? Did she look? Did she look? No, uh, you gotta look. But okay. then Ashley like looked it up. And yeah, it was her because she was in like a black dress and a denim jacket, and uh, she had like posted a picture two hours before that.
2: What was the uh, what was the movie she was in? I don't fucking remember. How how long ago was this? I don't remember. All right, I've Uh, slept since then. That's true. So. Hereditary Hereditary uh, you, I will, I will gotta finish, finish it You finish it man
1: And I will I will wake you up At midnight And I Will I will Tell you what I is think Is it not already midnight um, Yeah you old man I'm so old So <laughs> Again
2: this <laughs> is This has become A A go to favorite of mine um, From the moment I saw it I was like This is it
1: I did hear A review A very positive review Saying that this is what Modern horror should be I agree
2: and it is what Modern Horror is turning into.
1: Uh, it's I think these more kind of, instead of like, as I mentioned on our in our three-hour, just talk. Yeah. Um, nothing that, you know, it's just supernatural all the time. Mm-hmm. It's more, you know, drama mixed in with...
2: Yeah. Uh, it's this, you know, adding in the supernatural element... To this, art. I mean, it's a standalone family drama film. Right. But then we we add in these other elements. Right. Um, I think the first time I noticed was The Witch. The Witch was the first film that I saw that didn't, you know, rely on jump scares. It was slow. It was letting you sit in these yeah, disturbing moments and I was like yeah I'm all in on that
1: yeah. and then he did it again with The Lighthouse Oh, The
2: Lighthouse is incredible I and think, you know it's, and I don't consider that a horror film I think it's less of a horror film I think
1: yeah I, I think it's more psychological horror yeah,
2: definitely a future episode uh, for this I, show I, I'll,
1: I'll, I will agree to that yeah but uh
2: I really just want to jump in here and say, next week we're doing this just just to piss you off, just just so we, just so I get what I want one more time. Because I mean,
1: like, I feel like I owe you. I
2: do have a film in mind for next week, if you so decide that I deserve it.
1: I mean, I do owe you. I mean, you. Do owe you me. I did make you sit through the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, yeah. And you were which not sidebar for this. which. Um, everyone I've shown to you your synopsis of it of the like there's these two homies yeah these two homies uh, uh, my mom <laughs> d- fucking loves that so much um, yeah I uh,
2: I would say I took that one less seriously than I took this one uh, I should have I, I should have taken it more seriously sorry Joel Schumacher I, I you know now I will say that
1: it's okay we can make it up to him by doing Batman and Robin great oh Jesus
2: <laughs> great singing great performances and that it's just the the storyline I, I,
1: I know I just, I just don't well mean, I and and Joel no we're well, not going to get into it because then I won't shut up All right. so okay okay cool so next week so we we had it agreed on office space
2: I'm going to change my mind I think
1: which I uh I felt like would be good after this very <laughs> serious episode. but We're going to do another one. But because I owe Jeremy Woo! for um, being like, nope, I'm not going to do this. Uh, next week will be a Jeremy pick. Yes.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, uh, I, I made myself a little playlist today on my phone because um, the, the film has these really interesting choices of music. Um, that that really juxtapose with the the theme, the mood, the tone, the overall narrative, uh, which is unbelievable. Um, I remember in Magnolia. We talked about John C. Riley's performance, and it was amazing. This one's really good too. Um, I'm scared. Yeah, you shouldn't be. It's fine, but it, it really it, it it ties in with. Today is because with the oh, and we you know what before we get into next week, I do want to talk about the music choice at the end of Hereditary. I was about to say right, the music choice at the end of Hereditary is uh, Judy Collins' version of Both Sides Now, which is a Joni Mitchell song. Joni Mitchell wrote it, recorded it very early in her career. Uh, The song, of course, saying that you know, I looked at this. You know, once before. Now I'm looking at it again, and I'm seeing a completely different side of it. That's what you know. And it goes through like life, love, happiness, whatever. It goes through all these things. And so she recorded it again late in her career, and it's a completely different song, right? Almost to prove the point of the song, right? Okay. And so it literally is sort of an on-the-nose thing of, and directors like to do this, um, and it doesn't hurt the film, I don't think. it's sort of, you see this family and their situation in one way and then it's completely the opposite, right? It's Mm -hmm. completely turned. Um, And so I just loved the upbeat, you know, sound of the song after what I just saw,
1: right? I will say I do like a, I like a, a movie that does that, you know, that the, you know, that it's not like a dark, like, Cello playing, yeah, to to add more to the somber darkness that you just saw. It's a complete left field, right? And
2: again, for the strangers, um, they put on Merle Haggard um, <laughs> in the strangers, and it's "Mama Tried," and I will forever associate the two together. Um, okay. So anyway, this film that we're gonna do next week does the exact same thing with these very sort of upbeat. Very old country songs, some old rock songs, and that is uh, Lynn Ramsey's We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, fuck. Um, Isn't Jared Leto in this? No, it's Ezra Miller. Uh, Ezra Miller's We Need to Talk About Kevin. It's Ezra Miller's Tilda Swenton. Isn't this Ezra Miller's
1: first movie?
2: No. Ezra's been doing
1: this forever. Or was it. First being a wallflower? Was was it after. Perks Being a before.
2: I don't know. Perks uh Um We need to talk about Kevin it was 2011. So I don't know when Perks of Being a Wallflower was.
1: You know what's so crazy? There's a supernatural. to
2: Talk about Kevin. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually where they got the title because every title is a is a title of a movie uh-huh. in that season or in most of the seasons.
1: Most it's it's either titles of movies or some sort of reference to pop culture. Right. So, um, Lynn Ramsey, in my personal opinion.
2: Is one of the greatest directors working today? Okay. Uh, she, her attention to detail, and her her visual style, and you know, just I mean, it's perfect. Everything means something. There is, there's nothing for filler. Okay. So. This is a movie you can watch over and over again, and go, "Oh, okay." So there's that, and there's this, and there's that, and there's this, and that alluded to this, and that connects with this, and, and I mean, it's brilliant. I've seen the movie tons of times, and okay. I still get something out of it. Okay. And that's... Ezra Miller is amazing in it, and Tilda Swinton is amazing. Of course, she's the, you know, she's the sorcerer supreme.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> It's okay she's Celtic, though.
2: Now, (laughs) um, if you want to do a double feature, um, not for the podcast, but for you, just personally, um, to do We Need to Talk About Kevin and uh, You Were Never Really Here, that would be a good one, because that's her latest film with Walking Phoenix.
1: Okay. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch
2: that one, too. It's great. That's on Amazon. Yeah. I don't know if We Need to Talk About Kevin is, but... uh, I'll find it. Right on. So next week we need to talk about Kevin. I'm very excited Got okay. that.
1: Um, yeah. So we hope uh, everyone enjoyed. Uh, and and if, if Jeremy does share this on the Ariaster page, uh, I apologize, everyone. I mean, you don't know me, but I mean, I know that doesn't stop people from roasting you online. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's like the whole uh, Tomska thing where he's like answering someone's question. And they're like, how you know? I spend too much time on social media. What you know? How do I stop? He's like, say something controversial. Like Nazis are bad, right? And trust me, you won't want to use it again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but uh, we hope anyone, everyone enjoyed. And you know, my reactions are genuine since I didn't see the end of the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, we will see you all next week for another Jeremy pick. And then maybe after that, who knows what happens.
0: All right, everyone. We will see you next I've looked at clouds that way, but now they only block the sun, they rain and snow.